welcome back to another episode of the Say Thanks More podcast with Marie, the SLP, which stands for Speech Language Pathologist, the podcast where we talk about all things gratitude, mindfulness, and, you know, I'm probably going to throw some of my info or, uh, you know, my perspective from being a speech pathologist into the mix because why not? We can meld the worlds. Um, today we're going to talk about practicing gratitude with kids with, you know, so if you're a parent, this is perfect for you. If you are a speech pathologist and you work with younger ones, this is going to be perfect for you if, cause you're in the same shoes as I am. Um, or if you're an educator, really it's, and you know, even if you have little ones in your life, I have a nephew, I have a niece on the way, super excited. And, uh, this is helpful for me as you know, an aunt and, you know, maybe one day a mom just to have some um, tidbits on how to practice gratitude with kids and how to teach these concepts to little ones. I work with preschoolers. So the concepts of gratitude are kind of abstract. Wow. I just really jumped right into to the talk here, which is great. I want your time to be used efficiently, but can we take a moment and just sit in some gratitude for Something you've done for yourself recently, say it out loud, think about it, whatever it is, but I want you to sit in that gratitude for a moment. Just, you know, we're going to think about it, let the thought come, um, and I'll start, I'll start talking, but, you know, I want you to be expressing gratitude for yourself as much as you're expressing it for others in other situations. Okay, so gratitude with kids. This is something that is really important and on my mind right now because if you haven't seen on Instagram or on my email every week, I am currently doing a challenge. It's a very soft, maybe um, easy challenge to take part in if you do work with kids on the daily. I have been giving out one free handout with a gratitude prompt for kids every week. You can download it as a PDF from a blog post that I did two weeks ago now. Um, and so every week you have an opportunity to try something new with your uh, students, with your own little ones, to bring in, you know, the mindful moments into your sessions. And so this week the, um, the handout actually is about thinking of things that are exciting. I think that that's a really fun way to bring mindfulness in is to think about things we're excited about because what does that do? It makes you feel good and um, helps you reflect on some positive things. And... Um, you know, when you think about things you're excited about, it's really easy to kind of transition into things you're grateful for that you have right here, right now. Um, in my opinion, you know, when we think about oh, how early is it to teach gratitude, it's never too early. Uh, studies show that expressing gratitude enhances brain function, communication skills, it enhances confidence for, you know, adults and little ones. So teaching our little ones regular gratitude practices helps them with social and emotional development, which if you are, you know, especially in the world of speech pathology, I think this is something that just um, definitely leads into our scope because we work on, you know, communication, which communication and social emotional development do go hand in hand. They work together. One of my biggest things in my speech sessions is rapport building. Because I want when my little ones come into my speech room and we work on these communication skills, I first off want them to feel safe. I want them to feel heard and understood and, um, you know, work on being in kind of we're a team, we're communicative partners and all of that. So social emotional development is huge. It's important, very important. Um, 
And cultivating these mindfulness, um, this awareness maybe of mindfulness even, not doesn't have to be that, you know, it's just, it's somewhat of an awareness or something. It doesn't have to be that, you know, little kids fully understand what mindfulness is because that is, like I said, an abstract, a little bit more of a challenging concept. Sometimes we don't even know what that exactly is. It's a, it can be a subjective thing, but cultivating these things at a young age does facilitate learning about emotions, about expressing emotions and understanding that having a variety of feelings and emotions is okay. The other day, this happened. This happens a little bit too often, I should say, but it just happened again the other day. I had a I had a little student in my speech room that was visibly upset, but they didn't want to admit that they were sad. Like it's something like that that's a bad thing. And I've had this happen multiple times and it breaks my heart because Somewhere along the lines, um, which I understand, like, you know, there's a fine line. Like, I, I know there's, you know, behavior sometimes where, you know, a child might be protesting because they didn't get their way or they didn't get a toy they wanted to play with or something and they're crying and they're sad. And, um, you know, I understand sometimes then it gets associated with, well, now you're sad, so you're not um, able to participate in what we, you know, we might have going on in the classroom or whatever. And it, there is this kind of murky water with this whole thing. But ultimately, my goal for my students is for them to understand no matter how you feel, your feelings are valid. You're allowed to have those feelings. And I want you to feel safe and I want you to feel comfortable telling me that you feel angry or you feel sad or mad. Because that helps me understand them, right? And so if at a young age, they're starting to associate being like having sad feelings as being a bad thing, then when they, it's going to cause some confusion and their understanding of how to maybe react or how they want to react when they're sad or mad or things could get very confusing. And so it's so important to me that as they grow and I watch their social development, you know, um, social emotional skills develop that they understand, hey, I know you have feelings and I know you have emotions and they're big and they're important and it's okay no matter where on that scale. You know, I have my little visual, um, you know, where, where it shows happy, sad, angry, frustrated. It's okay if you feel this. Miss M feels this sometimes. And so we talk about it. You know, when you're sad, you might cry. What makes you sad? What makes you mad? Like, these are conversations with three and four-year-olds I will have um, because it is important for them to understand emotions and feelings, no matter what they are, they are okay and they're accepted. Um, and so that's kind of a really great place to start too, just kind of teaching the emotions, talking about how feelings um, come and go and things like that. Sometimes we're happy, sometimes we're sad. But I found that implementing kind of child-friendly gratitude practices with my preschool-age students does increase our enjoyment of our daily activities and learning because, again, we're, you know, we're feeling safe. We're feeling heard. We're feeling that our feelings are okay. And then we're talking about things we're thankful for. And, you know, in my preschool teachers speak, it makes our hearts happy. Um, and the kids do. That's a really great set of verbiage, I feel like, you know, making our hearts happy. Oh my goodness, I am so sorry. <laughs> my phone was on. Um, but, you know, it's really awesome to increase the enjoyment then during our other activities when we're working on our speech and language stuff. Um, and studies, like I said, they show that expressing gratitude enhances brain function, communication skills, and confidence. And, you know, and then I look at 
the reason why I created the gratitude journal too was to provide these things, to provide the opportunity to spend time if you're a parent, to spend quiet time together. Um, you know, while you write in your journal, your child draws in theirs. But that's why there's, you know, different resources and handouts that even I've created. I know others have created things where you can take it into the classrooms and the speech rooms even. And, you know, maybe they don't write yet, but let's draw what makes us happy or let's draw how we feel. That's one that I did two weeks ago. And that was really fun to do with my kids because, you know, we're drawing how we feel. But then sometimes even that concept is like, well, I feel tired or I feel hungry, right? And so then we might draw, you know, well, what do we do when we're tired? We go to bed. Okay, draw bed. Like, let's just talk about how you feel and let's, you know, make that, I mean, in, you know, in speech and language world, what is that? It becomes a language opportunity, right? Um, the beautiful thing about, you know, focusing on things we're thankful for is it draws us into the present moment, whether you're with your, you know, you're talking about it for yourself or for little ones, but it allows us to find kind of our, our ability to be present, talk about what's happening or what we're grateful for right now, speak our minds. I love that because it's, I love seeing my students speak their minds and talk about what they like and what they want to do and things like that. Um, and it helps them find some confidence, especially in, you know, social environments. And when I'm working with, you know, children on language skills, on expressive language skills, and maybe we're, you know, um, they're not that there are confidence issues, but it kind of goes hand in hand with as they develop with their expressive language, having the confidence to use some of those newly acquired skills that they're seeing work for them and get their needs and wants met. And so um, I like to see the mindfulness aspect come in and kind of marry with that a little bit. And, um, you know, we're, we're also doing these things that are increasing their awareness of the present moment, essentially. So that's really cool. Um, so, you know, when I created the challenge, it it was really fun for me as a speech pathologist to think of ways that we can sit down with our students that we don't wouldn't normally do. Um, you know, like let's say, for instance, my speech sessions typically, I love to sing songs, especially at the beginning. It's a great way to kind of warm everybody up and bring us all together. So we sing a song um, and then, you know, we might have the main activity, whether it goes with the theme that they're working on in school or, you know, obviously it's something that um, – will help their goals. So if, you know, if I'm in our tick group and we're playing pop the pig while we do some our tick drilling or things like that, um, that would be like my main activity. And then I might have like a story or something just very calming at the end of the activity or the, the whole session. And so creating this challenge was a challenge for me too, to sit and, and find a way in my sessions to incorporate a mindful moment whether that was drawing how we feel, whether it was doing a, a star breath, which if you saw that was last week. So it was like a deep, deep belly breathing, but they trace a star while they do it. So you take every time you do like trace a line with your finger, you either are inhaling or exhaling. And so that comes out to about 10 breaths um, if you can make it around the whole star. And so, um, right? Ten, yeah, 10. I think 10. <laughs> Somebody do the math. How many arms on a star? Five times two. I think that's 10. Um, anyways, so that's a really great way too because yeah, we're not sitting there exactly like, you know, expressing what we're thankful for, but we're having this mindful moment together and we're all coming together and just being and just being present, um, which is just just such a cool and powerful thing to do in a speech session with any age. I'm talking about with preschoolers because that's where I've experienced it. Um, 
But I'd be really interested if you're taking part in this challenge. I'd be super interested to see if you're working with older kids, how it's going and maybe what kind of conversations it is um, inspiring. Um, So that's kind of just in a brief podcast episode for you. I know this is a quick one, but I just wanted to kind of give you like the why and then try and inspire um, and motivate you on the how, on how you can do this in your own sessions. Like I said, I have handouts you can use and then you can try them, you know, to use different ones every week and kind of have a theme for the week as far as your mindful moments go. Um, and in on the handouts I've created for this challenge this month, I am putting little like sentence starters for you, like prompts for the adults. So that way, you know, you know, maybe to ask certain kinds of yes, no questions, um, sentence frames that are good to use when we're talking about the concepts of gratitude. For instance, if you're talking to a child, we know yes, no for um, like early language, little little ones, it would be yes, no questions are going to be very helpful in understanding what their wants and needs needs are, right? We're not going to ask these like elaborate open-ended questions that are maybe hard to um, understand and process and then um, answer. So for instance, if you're talking about maybe something you're excited about that a little one is excited about, you know, um, you can say, oh, are you going to play on the playground today? You know, yes or no. Or did you play on the playground today? Yes or no. Oh, what was, um, did you go down the slide? Yes or no? You know, was it fun? Did you like it? And then you can elaborate on what it's like to go down the slide. We say we and all those things. Um, that means we're having fun, right? When we say we or we're laughing, that's, you know, means we're enjoying it. So kind of to get that in their minds, oh, like I'm having fun, I'm laughing. Because in, you're indirectly teaching like the identification of those emotions for themselves. I mean, I know, you know, we have the goals where you identify emotions when you see the picture card of, you know, the boy smiling, the girl laughing or whatever. But it's far more important and more functional to be able to identify those emotions in ourselves. And so when we're doing these kind of little mindful moments, you're actually targeting some pretty cool things um, indirectly. And and you don't have to set out with that goal. Again, you're setting out to build the presence in your session. That's the important thing. Yeah, the you know cherry on top is that you are also getting to work on some goals or some, you know, um, speech and language development. But it's really important to me that I leave you right now with just an understanding and and maybe inspiration and motivation to continue or to begin um, having mindful moments in your speech sessions. That's, that's the takeaway here. If you don't feel like you have a good jumping off point for doing so, let me know. I just, I, because maybe I didn't explain it well enough, but I really wanted you to feel like, okay, I can tomorrow go in and talk about what makes my kids happy. Tomorrow I can go in and I can say, are you excited to play outside today? Like simple. It's simple, simple things that draw us into the present. And then, you know, expand on that or talk about other things that are exciting. You know, whatever it is, um, you can do it. And I want to make sure you feel like you have the resources to do so and the guidance and support. So if you need me, you know where to find me on Instagram at Thanks Morris, or you can go to my website, www thanksmorris.com and you can contact me through the contact tab there where you'll um, go to my email. But I will say, as I always say, Instagram is going to be much, much faster if you'd like to connect. I can 
much for some reason, I don't know if you find this to be true for you, for some reason, my email, it's just because I get so many more emails than I do, um, you know, I, or it's that I get notifications on Instagram probably on my phone, whereas my emails, I don't get a notification and then I check and all of a sudden it like, boom, like all of, there's 50 emails that are new and whereas on Instagram, I get a notification, I can check it. So that's probably what it is. So DM me on Instagram if you want more support or guidance or can't find the blog post. It is on the homepage of thanksmorris.com. You'll see it. It's called um, helping them say thanks more or help them say thanks more, I think is what I called it. Don't even remember. Sorry, my my sweet little cat, Sasha, is looking for pets and she <laughs> she's distracting me now because she's so cute and she's over here wanting me to pet her face. Okay, friends. Well, that is all I have for you. Um, I, you know, if you like these more brief but quick little uh, moments of inspiration in your uh, podcast, on your podcast playlist, comment. Let me know if this is your jam because I enjoy kind of doing these quick podcast episodes for you. And so if this is helpful for you, if this is uh, um, entertaining, <laughs> maybe it is because I ramble. Um, I don't know. Just just let me know. I'd love to hear your feedback. If you want the longer ones back too, let me know. Let's, you know, I'm down to mix it up. I do plan on having guests back um, every once in a while, but right now with the uh, the season I'm in, it is a lot easier to schedule myself. <laughs> so I am I am working on it. Just just so you know, if you or anybody else you know um, would like to be on the podcast and talk about, you know, mindfulness in your life and and how you incorporate certain things, um, or you know, share your story about it. Um, sorry, she is she is jumping on me. Um, then yeah, reach out. Let me know. I'd love to I'd love to connect with you and and bring you on. All right, my friend, have a great rest of your day or night. Enjoy the week and I will talk to you next week. Bye-bye.